morning. Hey, Devin. Hey, good morning. Oh, all right. Doesn't sound that bad, Wiggy. No, no. no sounds okay. <laughs> um, he's not on a trap phone, at least as of yet. <laughs> um, I, heard, I, heard, I heard it wasn't Jules this morning. I heard you guys dropped in. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no that's not, fake news. That, that, that is not true. I mean, I, I've thought about it before, but that, that, is, that, that is not true. Um, are the... <laughs> Hey, do you do you guys consider the Chiefs to be your your biggest rivals at this point, Devin? Um, I don't know. I mean, they're obviously one of them, and I think it it shows because we're not in the same division, um, and how often we have played them over the last couple of years, um, because we both you know finish in our our own divisions, and you know each year we play them, so um, they're definitely one of the biggest rivals we play. Um, it's always you know I would say a pretty big game no matter what part of the season that it happens in. So I think once you play, you know, some pretty big playoff games and you play some games that decide seedings towards the end of the year, it turns into a big rivalry. Devin, when you look at this Kansas City Chiefs team, they got weapons all over the place. You know, but one of the things I think their offense kind of goes through Travis Kelsey because he's big, especially on third down and short to medium. I know you have to kind of stop everybody, but is there like one guy that you look at on this team and go, okay, we got to make sure we can slow him down and make these other players possibly beat us? Um, no, I think for us, you know, defensively the biggest guy we talk about is Mahomes just because no, no matter what, he's going to touch the ball on every play. So if we can affect him first, um, I think then we have a better chance with slowing down all of the skill guys because – you know, you can't take Kelsey away and let Hardman and Hill have huge games. And you can't really even say, like, we're going to just shut down the pass and make him run because Edwards Hilaire has been playing huge for him in the run game and pass game. So um, it, it's the one guy who touches the ball every play. It's Mahomes. You have to try to affect him and, and you know, not let him get in a great rhythm where he's just killing you down after down. And, and, how, and when you think about that or you look at trying to slow him down, you know, what makes it so difficult for, you know, teams to slow down a guy like Patrick Mahomes? Just the plays he's able to make. I mean, you watch the Baltimore game, uh, the double move, the out and up he threw to Hardman. Um, you know, obviously, you know, Baltimore's not in great position and coverage, um, but he's backpedaling, kind of moving, leaving to the opposite direction, and he just turns around and chucks the ball. And, you know, it's a good throw and gets all the way to the end zone. So I think those are the things he's able to do, the broken plays, um, the scrambling. I think now as he's gotten older, um, it's him recognizing where he wants to go with the ball right away. So those are the things we got to try to, you know, disguise, make some of those looks tougher for him. Those are the things we have to do. And then obviously do a good job getting after him in the pass rush. Uh, Devin, where does Tyreek Hill rank among the fastest receivers in the NFL? The fastest. He's the fastest guy I've played in my 11 years. Um, I feel like I end up saying that each year. Uh, we play these guys. And I would say the biggest difference, too, with him is the speed and the quickness. He's able to get in and out of his breaks and um, still hit top speed each time he puts his foot in the ground and goes the uh, direction. I think, uh, Devin, we always look at you guys as, as, a, as a team, as a unit, and say, You've you've been able in the past to use certain things, certain comments, certain feelings as as motivation. Is that when you look around nationally and and you hear that generally 
most don't believe that you guys have a have a chance to win this game. Are you are you guys able to use that come Sunday? I don't know. I feel like this is like you just said. You know, it's like a, a robbery game. So um, we don't really pay attention to it. I think both teams know going into the game that you know you're going to get the best shot from each team. I, I feel like last year was the same way. Um, I don't think anybody picked us in that game, and you know that game came right down to the last couple of plays. So um, I think with these two teams, anytime we play each other what other people think and, and all of that, I don't think it really goes into any of the players' heads because of how often we've had to play each other. I feel like it's the same way when we play our division opponents. You know, people might pick us um, a good amount of times, but it doesn't matter. You know, when we play all three of those teams, they come in ready to go because they know us better than really anybody else. Uh, prior to the season starting, bo- both you and your brother expressed some concerns about playing during the pandemic. Did what happened this week with the Titans give you any any cause for concern? Is that worrisome to you? Um, no, I mean, I, I think that's what it is. We're playing in a pandemic, so um, obviously it's been shocking because we haven't had to deal with that the first couple of weeks of the season gone really well. But, you know, I think it was a little bit of a reminder that we're still in a pandemic. Those things can still happen. I mean, I saw this morning the the president and the first lady, you know, tweeted out that they have corona, uh, they tested positive. So I think it's just a reminder that, you know, this virus affects any and everybody. Um, But I still feel like we have a really safe environment and and what we've done um, to protect each other. And we have to just keep doing it and keep trying to do a good job of it and understand that if it does happen, you know, we can't really avoid that. Have you ever felt the desire to go adjust Bill's mask if it slips below his <laughs> nose or anything during the game? I, I have not paid attention to that during the game. I, I really haven't. <laughs> he can't get it right, man. He's like, can't get right on the sidelines, mm-hmm. man. He needs a mask guy. He, he needs a mask guy. He yeah, needs somebody. Can you get somebody to be his mask guy? That's what he needs. It's like on his nose and his <laughs> mouth ain't covered. <laughs> Devin, I don't know if you uh, heard this, but Mayor Walsh has discouraged people from having house parties to watch the game this weekend. I know you and uh, your brother Jason both have pretty sizable families. Are there going to be get-togethers, or will everyone socially distance to watch the game? We're kind of like all in the same family. We spend a lot of time together, so uh, I I hope Mayor Walsh isn't talking about uh, the twins down in Foxborough when he says that. It's the McCourty bubble. (laughs) Devin, one of the best things that coaches always talk about as far as ability for players is availability. And one of the things that mm-hmm. you've kind of been like this Iron Man, you haven't missed a game since, what, 2015, week 15. You, what do you think uh, you've done to maybe put yourself in that position? I know a lot of it is based on luck from playing the game, but, you know, you got to make sure that you're physically uh, always ready to go. What are some of the things that you do to make sure you're always uh, available to be on that field? I think especially as I've gotten older, you know, I'm not, I'm never in a rush to get out of here. Um, the, what I do exactly might change, but, you know, I have a routine of, you know, post-practice of what I do in the tubs and different things like that. But I think um, it's just the willingness to understand, like, as I've gotten older, if I need to stay here and get some extra treatment in the training room and stay till 6 or 6.30, um, then that's what I need to do on Fridays. It's not always a fast Friday. I'm in here um, a couple hours longer because, like, that's what I already do to stay healthy. So um, it's something that I take a lot of pride in of just trying to be out there and, and lead guys. And um, obviously I've been here the longest now on the defense. So 
um, I feel like it's even more critical to try to stay out there and be available to the team. So um, I've had fun, and, you know, God bless me. Um, I feel like to stay out of some harmful, harmful situations that could have been a lot worse for me. Um, so just trying to keep it going. I think one of the concerns on your side of the ball first couple weeks may have been the the lack of a pass rush. Right, did did you feel like that uh, came along a little bit last week? Yeah, I thought we did a good job. You know, obviously we had two strip sacks. You know, so that huge for us in the secondary. And um, I know a lot of times people will talk about coverage and talk about you know pass rush, but it all goes hand in hand. And um, when we do a good job in the secondary of not letting them for one throw the ball deep down the field or, or not letting them get rid of the ball quickly before our rush can get there. That's usually the difference, you know, in us having a good pass rush. So um, I think we got to continue to just work together and understand what we need to do as a whole defense when it comes to rushing the passer and covering people. Um, and I think that's something that if you do it well one week, it doesn't automatically mean the next week you go out there. Like we got two strip sacks. That doesn't mean we're going to go out here and rush great. we got to be ready to go, have our plan in place for Kansas City, um, execute that at a high level. One of the things you talked about is Patrick Mahomes and his ability of now being in the league long enough where he's seen a lot of different things. And you just spoke about pass rush. And I know if I was a defensive coordinator trying to prepare for this game, I I would be caught. Do I blitz this guy? Do I play coverage? Do I play man-to-man? I know against the Chargers, they were able to get some pressure on him with their front four. So it is super important that you can get to him maybe with just four guys defensively. Is there one specific area, or is it just like a multiple, uh, like a multitude of things you're going to throw at them from coverages to blitzes to to man to man? Yeah, I think he 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 falls in that category of just he's too good to do one thing. You just can't sit in one thing, and then when you pair him with Andy Reid, um, you know I, I think that's the hard thing. It's like I'm sure they think the same way when you play us, you know. That's why the games have been sometimes where one team is out there in the first half and it looks like they're dominating because both coaches understand the game of football at a high level and they're going to get their players in the best stuff. And it might not be huge game adjustments. It might be the same play, but understanding, you know, now we like this matchup or, you know, defensively like, hey, now we want to take this away. So um, we just got to keep it rolling, you know, not, not let him get comfortable of knowing as soon as he lines up like, hey, this is going to happen, so I want to do this with the ball. So um, we got to do a good job, not just in calling plays, but also as defenders of knowing what to disguise and, and you know what we want to do on a certain defense and what we probably don't want to do. Um, as a leader on this team for a while, I wanted to ask you quickly my last question about about Cam Newton and you know from the outside. It seems like he has become a leader of the, of this team pretty quick, especially when it comes to to working with Nikhil Harry or or others. Is is that your impression also? And are you surprised by how quickly that happened? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it happened really in training camp, and um, I think I said it before earlier this year. We've never had a change uh, at that position. That position is the ultimate leader on the team, and. Um, I think we all feel very fortunate that we got a guy like him that's come in and taking time to not just lead us on the football field and, and lead those guys on offense, but to get to know him, to spend, to develop relationships and bonds with those guys. And I think that's why when you watch us, um, for one, we're having a lot of fun and, and it's it's genuine, it's unique because we have taken the time that we've gotten to spend together to get to know each other 
try to continue to develop those bonds and do different things in the locker room to help that. Um, and I think he's just been a, a great guy, a great leader, because that's something he's very intentional about. So so fun and almost almost a different kind of a vibe down there. You know, I think every team takes a different kind of vibe. I know, you know, obviously we lost Tom, and I feel like everyone wants to create like this new way of life now that Tom's gone. But um, a lot of the stuff we do here is still the same. The culture hasn't changed. Um, I just think anytime you have new people in the locker room, you have new personalities. Things change. Things don't just stay the same. Like it was, it was a lot different when we had a keep to lead in here, Martellus Bennett and like Garrett Blunt. Like those guys all carry pretty big personalities. And I think when that's gone and new guys come in, like the team just moves towards the personalities in the locker room. And um, I would say this year we've had quite a bit of change uh, throughout the team with personality. So. Um, it's just different, and you know, for me, we're a lot younger than before, so um, that creates even a little bit of a different uh, personality and culture, I guess. All right, Devin. Well, good luck on Sunday, and thanks for joining us this morning. Appreciate it, guys. You have a good one. Have a good weekend.